first Timothy chapter 1, verse number 18 and verse number 19. We stand together in the reading of God's word. Rich God, one, two good. The Bible said, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy. Are you reading with me? According to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Verses 19 said, Holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith, have made a, a shipwreck. Please take your seat. We continue our teachings on the subject of. The prof prophecy as we come along with WC Live. Let's appreciate them. Come on, you can do better than you. Let's love on these guys, always taking us to go strong. Subject of prophecy, as, like I said, it's the prophetic. Unfortunately, the enemy has fought, has become a controversial subject today in the body of Christ. Isn't it amazing that the most needed critical weapon of our victory in our walk with God has almost become the same thing that people shun away from because of all that um, controversy that sounds. But whether the devil like it or not, we know our weapons. We know what God has given us. And we know that the prophetic is one of the most powerful giftings and weapons and graces given to the body of Christ in this our journey with God. And so we have been dealing with the subject of the prophetic. I hope to teach to stand in the gap, prophecy and prayer as we get into standing in the gap. Yes, last week is, we talked about winning by prophecy. And we, we defined what, what it means to win and then we dealt with um, the, 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 the seven Ps in Second, First Kings chapter 20, verse number 1 to 14, 22, 24, 28, 32, and 34, that that relates to personal prophecy that brings the victory. Why is it so important that a prophetic brings victory or it, it, it makes you win? Because we said anytime you get a prophetic word, it, it, it brings you what we call godly perspective. Godly perspective. It, it is important that you see things right. Because it's all about what you see. God said to Jeremiah, what do you see? And he said, I see a rod of an Ammon thing, and God said, you've seen well. And God said that, and it stands the reason that he could see wrongly. And there are many who are seeing not well. And, and, and the good thing about the prophetic is that it, it, it brings you godly perspective. It opens your eyes to see the way God is seeing it. Because sometimes the enemy can make you magnify some things and, and put fear in you, but the prophetic opens your eyes to get what we call godly perspective. It, it, it brings you to a place of light. You see better. The Bible says that Jesus touched the blind man. So what do you see? He said, I see, but the seamen are three. He touched him again and he saw clearly. David prayed the person and lighten my eyes, O God, lest I sleep the sleep of death, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of the understanding. It is important that we see well. And the prophetic throws light on destiny. It, it brings you to the place of vision. You begin to see what God is doing. The Bible said, Joseph said, As for you, meant it against me for evil, but God turned it for good. It is important that we see well. And then, and then Matthew said, The prophetic uh, brings you to prompting. It, the prophetic brings you godly prompting. In other words, the prophetic notifies you of what time it is. There's nothing as dangerous as going ahead of God 
and nothing so sad as being behind God. It brings you prophetic notification, seasons, and time. Are you with me at all? No, God forbid if, 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 if you didn't go to school at the age of 40 or 35, let's say God, Pastor Joseph didn't go to school. And, and now Pastor Joseph says, I want to go to school, I want to go to class one. Oh yeah, he can go to class one. He can go to class one, but the tables in class one is not even designed for him. He will not fit in. Because life is, life is in seasons. And when the season passes, everything becomes complicated. So what the prophet does, that it brings you prompting to know what time you are in. What season it is. To, the time to do what. And number three is the prophetic. It brings precision. So that you don't live a life of try and error. Number four, the prophetic brings purpose. There's nobody that walks with the prophetic and is not living a life of purpose. You understand why something is happening in your life. You understand why God has brought you here. You understand where you are. It brings you into purpose. The prophetic is a pointer. It points you to what next. Number four or five. I love this one. Number, 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 number six, the prophetic brings you people. It brings you people. It brings you godly people. The prophetic will always bring you people. And number, number last, the prophetic will profit you. The prophetic will profit you. There's nobody that walks in the prophetic oil and does not and it's not and it's not and doesn't make profit. The Bible says, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established by believe also in the son of the prophet and you shall what? Prosper. The Bible said because Paul said to Timothy that thy profiting may be seen by all. Anytime you walk with a prophetic anointing or walk with the gift of prophecy, you make profit. You are, you are well ahead. You are ahead of your friends, your colleagues. You know what others don't know. You walk by revelation. You understand the outcome of an event. You see, when you are watching a movie and you've seen the movie before, those who are worried because they've never seen it before, don't get what because you, you, they get what you don't get because you've seen the movie. And when you have seen the movie, you know the end of the movie, so you are relaxed. The prophetic brings you the end of a thing. It, it takes you to the end of it. So no matter what is happening, you are stable because you know the outcome of this thing. You understand that this thing is not unto death, but it's unto your good. You're clapping. It's like the prophetic will profit you. And today, want to look at why, why others don't win their prophecy. Why others? We win by prophecy. But why are people not winning by their prophecies? Why? Number one, we want to look at what happens. What, what, what are the causes? What are the reasons why people are not winning by their prophecies? We, we look at maybe four or so of them today and we'll continue. Week. Number one, fear. Fear. Why is it that people don't win by their prophecies? What happens? What is the reason why many people don't get to win? Don't see the manifestation of their prophetic word? What is the reason why people don't see the word of God come to pass in their life? The first one is fear. Why fear? Because fear will always cripple you. Fear will cripple you. Fear makes you unable to make a move with what God has said about you. Fear is like when, when, when a believer is filled with fear or when fear takes over the life of a child of God or anybody for that matter, it, it, the person becomes like, you see a dog, you see a dog. When a dog is chained, 
Uh, uh, the dog can bark all they want, but they, uh, they can only go as far as the chain allows them to go. So they'll they see a threat, they'll see somebody, they want to pounce on him, they want to attack, but they'll go and go and go and bark and bark. But the chain says, you can't go any further, and the chain will pull you back. Fear is a chain that, that, that says, go, 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 but fear will push you back. Anytime you want to make a move, fear will pull you back, because fear becomes a chain. And there are many of you, we are not able to act on our prophetic word act on what God said we're able to walk by faith make a move go forward go and make and make happen what God taught us because there's a fear that has become a chain that always pull us back and draw us back we have been chained by fear and there are many of you you are filled with a spirit of fear and you have not stepped you have not made a move. God said to Abraham, get thee out of your kindred, out of your father's house, out of your nation, onto a land. I will show you. There's an aspect and a dimension of the prophetic that was always linked to faith. And anytime there's no faith, fear takes over. And fear will block you from stepping out, from daring, from making a move. God said to, God said to Abraham, lift up your eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. All this land I will give unto you. Then he said, rise up, arise, walk in the land, in the length of it, and in the breadth of it. There is always an aspect of the prophetic that has to do with acting on the word, making the move, stepping up by faith, doing what nobody is willing to do, walking and making a move. And anytime the enemy feels your heart with fear, you are held back. And today by the power of prayer, as I speak the word over you, every prophetic word hanging over your head, you are going to step out and make a move. You are going to step out and make the impossible possible. You are going to step out and do what others cannot do. The Bible says says when the children of Israel got to Jericho, Jericho was really shut up and none went out and none came in and the walls of Jericho were so strong and so fortified that seven horse could run on the horse and they were scared and afraid and they were haunted and couldn't move. You see fear will stop you from moving. Fear will raise walls. Fear will raise giant and God said to Joshua don't be afraid. Be strong. Because I've given you say, see, I've given you the land of Jericho. Just go around it. Just move by it. Just make a move. Don't let anything stop you. Don't let anything block you. There may be walls, but they are imaginary walls. There may be walls, but they don't exist in the spirit. In the spirit realm, I believe that what God has said is true. That any physical wall, Oh yes, there may be physical wall, but I come from the place of what God has said. And if God said there is no wall, it doesn't matter what I see in the physical, there's no wall. There may be wall in the natural, but if God said these walls are coming down, I trust God. And today, for every wall of resistance and opposition and fear and setback, as you slap your hand by faith, let the walls come down. Come on, give God a praise in the building. Come on, go. Oh, you're clapping. Tell somebody fear 
will cripple you. Come on, give someone a point. Say, fear is breaking right now. You got to smile and tell somebody the chains of fear is coming down. Oh yes, you've never seen anybody do it. But may I submit to you today that in everything there's a first time. And you will be the first in this nation, in your family, in your household to do what nobody has done before. Can I speak to a generation that will break cycles, destroy strongholds, make a chain, turn things around. And the first time is in the house, just as through one man, sin came to the world. Through one man, grace abound. Just as through somebody, a curse enter your family. Through you, bless you and enter your family. We are the generation that breaks cycles. Fear not. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Yeah, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Yet, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For thou art with me, your rod and your staff. Am I preaching to a child? Who are the generation filled with faith? And no fear, fear with power. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of sound mind, of boldness, of power, and of love. Come on, slap you on in the end. I got the power. Fear. 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 It will make you. It will make you. Stop. When God says start, makes you unable to make a move with what God says. Tell someone every prophetic word is connected to a move. Say that move is what we call prophetic acts. Come on, be a good sister. Say every prophetic word is linked with a move. You are not saying every prophetic word is linked with a move or a direction. That word is what we call a prophetic act. So anytime God, so every, listen, every word God gives is alive. Oh, come on. Can I preach one? Every word of God is living. And if it's living, then it doesn't come stuck. So God's word will not come to you and have you just be stuck like this iPad lying here, then it's not alive. If, it's, if the word of God is alive, then everything about the word is alive. So when God gives you a word, there got to be a movement. There got to be an act. There got to be a step of faith. There got to be a prophetic act. And so whenever God gives you a say tomorrow about this time, there shall be a boundless at the gate of Samaria. There got to be lepers that will make a move. God said to, Elijah said to Nehemiah, go make, go, go, go to the Jordan and dip yourself seven times. There got to be a move. He has spot on the floor and mix with saliva and touch somebody's eye. There got to be what a move. The Bible said when Jerusalem was afraid with the people and the prophet spoke, he said, don't be afraid. The battle is the Lord. You go tomorrow and just pray. There's always a goal. There's always a move. And anytime you are filled with fear, you will stop the goal. You will stop the move. And the devil is a liar. I cannot address every chain that has held you from moving and stepping and walking and making your word count today if God said go do it again you will do it again if God 
said launch to the deep you will launch again if God says step out and dip yourself in Jordan seven times you are going to do it Elijah said where did the axe head fall when they show him he cut the tree and the axe head did swim and the Bible said he said take it there got to be a taking anytime God gives you a word there's a part that you got to take and possess and work with it and fierce assignment is to stop you your clapping is going to house right now is to stop you from taking what God says you should take fear you begin to see the what ifs the why instead of the why not fear makes you question God's power this is why Joshua that's why in Joshua chapter 1 verse 6 to 9 God said to Joshua be strong and of good courage for unto these people shall thou divide for an inheritance of the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them only be thou strong and very and very no no and very you don't speak of courage and, and, and very come on kind of and very courageous I need you to rest and very when I say courageous you rest and very courageous come on please sit down let's do one more time I need to rise with your hands and very courageous tell somebody we fear nothing because God did, so we did. Say, God did, we did. The devil is a liar. Please sit down right now. Only be that strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not it from the right hand or the left. My God, that thou mayest prosper whatsoever thou goest. Then the rest said, This book of the law shall not depart from the mouth, but thou shalt meditate during day and night. And now that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt, for then shalt thou make thy way prosperous. Then thou shalt have what? Good success. Verse 9 says, Have not I commanded you? Have I not commanded you? Have I not commanded thee? Be thou strong and of good courage. God is speaking about courage three times. Now hear me, church. Where? The blacksmith hits is very important to him. When, when, when God is saying, don't be afraid, be of good courage, be of good courage, be of good courage. God is telling you there's something there. Watch out. Look out for it. Because see, let me tell you something. Let me say, say, have I not commanded thee be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee. Wherever, where, where, without wheresoever thou go, watch it. God is with you. But you got to accept it. You got to just accept that he's with me. What is courage? Courage is knowing what God has said, accepting it, and walking by it, leaving the consequences to God. I know what God said. I know what he said. I accept it. As if God said, I am, I am, I am blessed, no matter what the economy says, I'm blessed. If God says, I am empowered, no matter what anybody says, I am empowered. If God put me on this throne, no matter how many devils wanted, you can take it because God put me here. Can you accept what God has said? Can you clap your hands and just accept, just take it, just possess it? It is yours. Be of good courage. Courage is defined by me as knowing what God has said, 
accepting it and daring to walk in it. Leaving the consequences to God to handle it. You think that if you make a move for God, there are no consequences. There are consequences. But you got to leave it for God to handle it. You think if God said leave, leaving is easy, it's not easy. But you got to leave and leave the rest for God to handle it. There are some things if you bother about it, you will not do what God wants you to do. You got to come to a place where you leave the rest for God to handle it. God will handle it. God will handle it. God will handle. Come on, say leave the mathematics for God. Leave them one plus one, two, three, whatever it is. Leave it for God. I trust God. Because we have come this far by faith. Anybody clap? Put their hands right now. I have no explanation. God said, be of good courage. Three times. And by the mouth, by the word of two or more, with every word of what is established. Be strong. And of what? Good courage. Why is it so important to deal with fear? Because fear is contagious. Fear is what? Contagious. Deuteronomy 20 verse 8. Deuteronomy 20 verse 8. The officers shall speak further to the people and say, What man is there who is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him not go and return to his people's house. Let him not go and return to his house. Lest the heart of his brethren faint like his heart. Oh my goodness. Tell somebody, I'm very careful about you these days because of the words coming out of your mouth. So you got to be very, very careful the way you speak right now because fear is contagious. It is important to know that, that not only COVID-19 is contagious, fear is contagious. And if there's something that can cripple you and hold you down and bind you and hold your destiny, it's fear. Which is important who you speak to or who you allow to speak into your life. It's not everybody you allow to speak in your life. Because fear is contagious. It matters the friends you keep in these days. It matters the company you keep. Because Bible says one shall put a thousand to flight, but two shall put ten thousand. So if you have, if you were one, you were a thousand. But once it's two, it's ten thousand. It's not two thousand. So if you're already afraid and brought in somebody who's also afraid, you are multiplying your fear, and it's now ten thousand from thousand. And the problem many of you is that you are hanging around people who are faint-hearted, who are afraid. No longer these days, you are becoming slow. You are, you are hanging around people who are a weight on your faith. They, 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 when they speak, you carry weight. This is not you. As iron sharpened an iron sword to a man, sharpened the kind of his friend. Some of you have been shopping, not in faith, but in fear. Your fear has been emboldened by a friend. It says, it says, it says, it says, do not kill, don't let men who are fearful and faint-hearted be part of the men of war. Let them go home. Cut them off. Excuse yourself. Stay away from them. Don't hang with them. Tell somebody, I've been meaning to talk to you about this for some time. Who are you hanging with? Come on, says, I've been trying to have this conversation with you the last three weeks because I've been looking at something funny. Something becoming very funny a bit. Who have we been talking to? Who are? You see, you see, you see, the day God entered the garden and God said, why are you hiding? He said, when we heard your voice, we hid ourselves because we're naked. It's, it's a fact that we're naked. 
And God knew they were naked. But it takes two to agree. So, so, so it is one thing to say something. It's another for me to agree. How can two walk unless they be in agreement? See, the work of faith is the work of faith is disagreeing with the devil and agreeing with God. So, so, so what? So, what, so when they say we are naked, God said, "Who told you are naked?" It's not that like God knew they were naked, but God said, "Who told you?" Because you are spoken to somebody who has confirmed something. You've always been naked. I covered you. I covered you. You, you, you. I have been your covering. The problem is that this time around, you have agreed with somebody who doesn't like you. Tell somebody, I disagree with your version of story. Say, I agree with God's version. Say, I disagree that I am not able. I disagree that it won't happen. I disagree that I am done. I disagree that I am broke. I disagree that it's not possible. I disagree that God will not make a way. I disagree that this will not turn. For whose report shall you believe? We shall believe in the report of the Lord. Anybody agree with God and disagree with the devil? Come on, slap you right now and give God a praise in the house. You're clapping. Fear is contagious. You are struggling with your, you are strong with alcohol and all your friends drink. You see the problem? Your faith is shaking and all your friends are unbelievers. The problem is I'm not saying don't keep on. The problem is keeping unbelievers as friends that don't embolden your fear. They will get you to see things from a place, not of faith, but of fear. Abraham was already afraid. Abraham knew his body. I mean, Abraham, he's a, he's a man. He knew that the things were not working. But he was walking, shaking, 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 until Sarah said, hey, Kojo, let me confirm your fear. The thing is not working. Consider Hagar. You see, you see, Abraham had fear. He had his own challenges, but he was working it through until Sarah came to confirm it. The danger is, who do you talk to, work with? Who do you seek opinion from? Holy Spirit or your friend who is an unbeliever? And I tell you what, the people you keep around you will either confirm your fear or your faith. And I'm a place in my work with God that there are some people I choose not, especially when I'm about to preach. It's not every call I pick up. Because I'm people when you pick up the call before you preach, you come here angry. By the time they are done talking to you, you are upset, you are agitated, you are frustrated, and you are getting angry. Are you with me at all? It, it, it is important you choose your friends. You see, the only thing God has given power over is your friends. You can't choose the family were born into you. But when it, when, when it comes to your friends, you choose them. I choose my friends. And friendship can only exist when it's reciprocal. In other words, if I bless you, bless me. If I bless you, curse me. That's not friendship. I'm not bringing you to church. You're taking me to the club. It's not friendship. There got to be an agreement. There got to be a realm where we agree. And the reason why those people are around is because you are agreeing with them. If you are not agreeing with them, that friendship will not work. Are you with me at all? What has life got to do with that? It's got to be a place in your work with God where you got to change your friend and make a cautious decision to Keep company of people who, who sharpen your faith, encourage your spirit, lift up your soul, encourage you to pray, to love God, to serve God because fear is contagious. 
Los clapan. Fear is contagious. Fear is contagious. Tell somebody, fear is contagious. Say, don't infect me with your fear. Say, hey, 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 don't, don't infect me with your fear. Don't, 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 don't. And by the way, let me tell, let me tell something. Fear will give birth and fear to give birth. Fear will produce and faith will produce. Ishmael is a product of Abraham's fear. Isaac is a product of Abraham's faith. What, how did Ishmael come about? Abraham's body was failing. Sarah said, your body is failing. God's word may not come to pass. Let's help God. Look at this young girl here. She's a maid. Do it five minutes. Let's produce. He did five minutes and produced. That was all fear. Faith. Isaac, Abraham's body was gone. Sarah's womb was gone. God's strength came and by faith, there was a production of Isaac. Look at me. When you walk, watch, when you walk in fear, you produce something. And many of you are angry, you are insecure because you are, you are free. You see, fear produces insecurity. You see the way you are frustrated, angry. You look at people, nobody has done anything, but you are, you are you're just there, angry. Are you not at all? You, you can get to a place, as soon as you get there, the fear of the fact that you don't think you qualify. Okay, everybody doesn't like you, you are imagining things. Fear can make you make a wrong move. And faith will make you make a right move. Come on, clap and give God praise right now. Fear. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping in the second house right now. Fear. Abide fear. Abide fear. We are here because of faith. We are here because of faith. There were devils here, but we are here by the, by the, power, of, by the power of faith. We move by faith. We move by faith. We move by what? By faith. Watch this. First Samuel chapter 15, verse number 24. I love this one. Then Saul said to Samuel, I've seen for I have transgressed the commandment, I have transgressed the commandment of the law and your words because I fear the people. I fear what? The people. Tell them who are you afraid of? So long as you live, you constantly have to fight between the battle of the mighty and the almighty. I fear the people and obey the, their voice. Now therefore, please pardon my sin and return with me that I may worship the Lord. But someone said to Saul, I will not return with thee, with you, for, I, for you have rejected the Lord. And the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. In other words, Saul would have remained king, but because he feared the people, he obeyed their voice and disobeyed God. And God said, because you have rejected me, I've rejected you. Oh my goodness, tell somebody, who has become your God? Smiles says, I've been wanting to talk to you about this. Who has become your God? Many of you, the things that you are doing is because of people. Many of you worship people. You worship Gideon, that's not God. God forgive you. You are in church today because you want men to see you. Are you doing at all? You, you, your walk with God is not God, it's with men. You are more concerned about men than God. Not God. Let God be God. And so long as you live in this life, you always have to fight the battle and make a choice between the battle of the almighty and the mighty. And the mighty are men, but the almighty is God. And let God be true and let all men be lies. You're clapping a second house right now. I always say this, I always say this, that when you look at left, right, back, front, Backwards, and there's nobody, they never look up because there's one that's always watching. He never sleep nor slumber. His name is God. Are you clapping your hands right now? He watches, he watches, he sees everything. And so I said, when I, when I saw the people, 
When I saw the pressure of the people, the fear of the people, I heard their voice. What voice are you hearing? What voice are you hearing? What has taken your, your hearing? What has hijacked your ear? Who is saying what? Let God only be true. Let all men be liars. The other day, the other day, as I said, in the day King Hosea died, as I, as I, I saw the Lord. And anytime we pray as charismatics, we ban Hosea. Every Hosea spirit be arrested. We ban Hosea. King Hosea die. King Hosea die. Let King Hosea die. In the name of King Hosea die. So I decided to study Hosea. The guy we are praying to die. And I found Hosea is actually not a bad guy. A very good guy. A very good king. One of the powerful kings of Israel. How come Hosea said it was only when he died that I saw the Lord? Because Uzziah was so good, he became a god to Isaiah. He provided everything for the prophet. He ate with him at the table. He became everything. And sometimes, good is less godly. And even though Uzziah was good, he was not God. And sometimes, because people are good to us, we choose them over what God said. No matter how good you are to me, you will not be my God. Only God is God. You're clapping. A sick in the building. Come on, go. And Isaiah said, this guy called Uzziah provided everything for me. had no need. What do you want, Isaiah? What do you want, Isaiah? What do you want? And Isaiah said, I never went beyond Uzziah until the day he died. When he died, I decided to go to the temple. And when I went to the temple, then I saw the Lord. In other words, Uzziah blocked him from going deep with God. And was when God took away in Uzziah, then Isaiah said, I got to depend on God. And sometimes God will take away some people and call it a loss, but it's not a loss. It's a way of you getting closer to God. And that's why you have to thank God for some losses. God. But for some losses, you will not be praying the way you are praying and serving the way you are serving God. And I thank God for God taking away every Uzziah, for God to be God in my life. God good, God nice, but they were stopping from knowing God and knowing God and depending on God alone. Good is less godly fear. Say, Father, may I not be afraid of anybody that will stop me from fulfilling my God-given assignment. If God called you to preach, don't be afraid of those who know your past. Oh, they know me in the, they know in the street. Jesus Christ is Lord. The devil cannot remind you of your past. When he brings your past, remind of the cross that he, went, he was naked on the cross. Are you doing at all? Oh, you're clapping, you're clapping. This one thing I do, I forget about the past. You're clapping, you're clapping, you're clapping. I'm not afraid of anything. I trust God. Let no man be God. Let God alone be God. Number two, unbelief. Unbelief. Fear can generate unbelief. Fear, whenever we are afraid, Fear will build unbelief against the word of God. The reason why many people don't see manifestation is because, because unbelief. Unbelief is a very powerful demon that will stop you from seeing the manifestation of the word of God. From blocking you from winning with your prophecy. Now there's a difference between unbelief and doubt. Unbelief questions God's ability. Doubt Question your ability. Unbelief said God can do it. Doubt said I will not be able to do it. The Bible said, and the guy on whose hand the king leans said to, uh, 
to, a, to, to Elisha, if God were to open the windows of heaven, would this prophecy come to pass? He was questioning God. There a Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord will make the windows of will make windows in heaven, my destiny be. What this guy was doing, he was questioning God. Unbelief is rebellious because it makes you question God's ability. You question the power of God. You question the audacity of God, the authenticity of God, the choice of God, the move of God, the power of God. The devil is a liar. May we not question God. May we have faith in God and let God be God. Anybody thanking God that God will always be God. Unbelief. We're questioning God. But Mary on the other hand said, how can these things be since I know not the man? Mary questioned herself. This guy questioned God. Then Mary said unto Angel, How shall this thing be? Since I know not a man. Ah, it's doubt. Not that it's good, but it's not as rebellious as unbelief. Doubt questions yourself. Unbelief questions God. That's what the Bible said. Did not enter his rest because of unbelief. Anytime there's unbelief, God's response to unbelief is judgment. Bible said when Zechariah expressed unbelief, he became deaf and dumb. Are you with me at all? When, 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 when some of Israel expressed walking unbelief, God killed a whole generation. Are you with me at all? When this guy on whose hand the king leaned expressed unbelief, he died. But when Mary doubted, God gave her more evidence. You see, doubt is not great, it's not good, but it's not as unbelief. Unbelief is rebellion. Unbelief is opposition. Unbelief is attacking God. Unbelief is questioning God's choice, God's power, God's favor. Why has God favored you? Why has God blessed you? Why has God elevated you? When you question why I'm standing here, that's your, that's you expressing unbelief because you are saying, God, you are not that smart. You don't know why. You are not that wise. You don't know Gideon Nassau's path. You don't know her path. You don't know what she's doing and still elevated him. You understand? When God elevates somebody, I want to believe that God knows everything. He knows more than I know and and God made that choice and I endorse it. I applaud it. I enforce it. I may not understand it, but I walk by faith. You're clapping. It's sick in the house right now. Come on, give God a praise in the house right now. Unbelief. Unbelief. Unbelief is rebellion. Unbelief questions God. Unbelief opposes God. Unbelief stands in defiance against the word of God. Unbelief kills. Number three, mindsets. The third reason why prophecies Many prophecies don't come to pass, or many don't win with prophecies because of what? their mindset. Romans 12 and verse number 2, the Bible says, Romans 12 and verse number 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The mind, the mind, tells us in the mind. The mind is the citadel of the body. The mind is the angel of the body. The mind is the central place of the body. And when the mind is not renewed, it stops your prophetic word. Because you see, the mind, when it's not renewed, sees only logic. But when it comes to the things of God, it's not always logic. Because the love of God is not shed abroad in our minds, but in our hearts. We believe with our hearts before the mind is renewed. Our faith is in the heart. 
We don't believe with the mind. Because this mind is, the, is, it is in the falling state. And it needs a continuous work to change it. The mind. Salvation is in threefold. We are saved, as I always said, instant, your spirit. We are being saved, continuous, your soul, which consists of your mind, your will and your emotion. We shall be saved, final salvation, which is your body. Now, when you became born again, the thing that automatically became godly is your spirit. As your mind in his work. That's why you can be in church and can still be thinking about things. Anybody guess what thoughts why should I even pray? Anybody guess what thoughts why even in church? You saw a girl right now in church in a vision. Hello, can, can I be real right? Oh, hey. Hey. You see, it's been a mind tell, don't tell the truth. Say the truth, man. Anybody got issue with your mind when you are born again? Got all kinds of wild thoughts. Can I, my hands right now? Hey, you don't get any, they are not real. Even Paul himself got wild thoughts. Because you see, salvation is a journey. The Bible says that we should work our salvation with fear and trembling. So the instant one, your spirit, that's why, that's why the fact that you are born again, something, you don't get all kinds of issues. It's a journey. Tell somebody, tell somebody, be gracious with people. Tell someone. Hey, hey, hey. I, didn't, I didn't say look on you. I said, look and say, be gracious with people. Say, be gracious. It's a journey. It's a journey. The mind needs what? Why is it so? Because in God, we said, let the weak say I'm strong and the poor say I'm rich. But in the world, say the weak say I'm weak. When in the world you are weak, I'm weak. But in God, when you are weak, you don't even say you are strong. In God, when you want to have, you give. In the world, when you have to have, you possess, you hold it, you hold it. So there's a difference, a contract between the way we think and between the way they think. So in, when you become born again, the word of God must be applied to your mind to edit your mind, to fix your mind, and to change it. That's what be not conformed to this world. What, is, what does it mean to conform? Look, think, conform, conform, think about this way. Anybody's gone to a, a block factory? A block factory? Is it a block factory? Not the machine one, the one that they lose. The metal thing. You, you mix the sand and then you pick the sand, mix it the cement and everything. You put it in that box, that metal box, and then you compress. It forms. You press it before it was all scattered. But now you press it and form it and push it. And when it comes out, it comes out in a shape. The world is constantly pressing us to think a certain way. But the Bible said, don't allow yourself to be like the sun mixed with the cement, being conformed and pressed down. We are not called to conform to the thinking of this world. Because the world is very dangerous. It's scary. It's crazy. It's off. It's lost. It's all about the place. But we got to be renewed. We can't be conformed. One of the reasons why the Tower of Babel fell is because the Bible said, for stones, they use bricks. For stones, they use bricks. Bricks is Shape, the same shape, stone is different size. God created us different shapes and size. Nobody must push you to think the way they want you to think. We have our own, our constitution in the Bible. We got the word of God. You are not going to teach them. You are not now going to tell them what is marriage. We know marriage. America can't tell what marriage is. UN can define marriage. I see professors struggling to define what marriage is. I see from trying to define who a woman, who a, who a man is. Today, you can't even talk about who is a man, who is a woman. Who is a woman? A professor couldn't define a woman. Simple. With all the chromosomes in a man, they, don't, they can't define who a man is. It has become simple thing that one will even kids can know she. This is a she. We, or your bar. When she a bam, we don't, today we don't know. Because the world is going crazy. 
And that cannot be your position. You know who a woman is. You know who a man is. And you know who, you, you know marriage between Adam and Eve. No Adam and Steve. You're clapping and singing a building right now. We know. But they cannot conform us. Be not conform to this. Don't be pressed. Don't be boxed in. Don't let them redefine your thoughts. Government can't tell us who marriage is. We know what marriage is. We know marriage is between a man and a woman. For this person, a man leave the father and the mother and shall be joined to his wife. Yes, just in the beginning it was not so. So if Jesus was asked the question in the beginning, so it means that the template of marriage is what happened in the garden. And when God picked, the first marriage was done by, it was God that was the father of the bride. It was God that woke if the hour and handed over Eve to who? Adam. That's what happened. Those of you who said, God has no say over your marriage. You are joking. When God gave Eve to Adam, you are saying God has no say. Then who have a say? Your emotions. Six packs will have a say. Hello? So the mind, logic. The Bible says, when Naaman met the prophet, he says, I thought he would come. And show me what to do and strike and touch me. But Naaman was wroth when he, and went away and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and, and recover. So he came to the prophet with his own direction of healing. He had his own heart. The things you, people come to church, you'll be surprised and have their own mind the way the service should go. So when you hit something and it doesn't, Instead of them to be convicted, they got offended. We have replaced conviction for offense in the church today. If you knew, if you already know how to get here, why are you coming? You know that he has to come out, call God, strike, and do that. People are in church today, they are so, so even when the Holy Spirit wants to move, we can't allow the Holy Spirit because we have planned ourselves for God. The problem is that we charismatic, we used to criticize um, orthodox and others. We are becoming like that. We have become more program and liturgy. We call it, we call it program. It's the same thing. We don't, there's no place for the Holy Spirit to move anymore. It's all mindset. He came to the prophet with his own mindset. There are people who are, and as I'm preaching my mind, someone as a prophet is to deal with your mindset. Because you've been taught a certain way. You, you're a Christian, you've been taught that you're a Christian, and yet you are sent, you can't marry anywhere. That's what you've been told. And you are sitting and looking at me, and God says, your husband is everywhere. And you say, everywhere. You're looking at me with your, and the thing is your fault, and as I'm preaching, your fault is hitting the word. No, 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 no. You are fighting. You are fighting hard. Am I preaching your church right now? You, 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 your, your grandfather who is dead, not born again, told you some gun man did something to you in 1937. And you are in church today, born again, and you are still looking for gun men. Am I preaching your church right now? Somebody told you in Kumasi that, hey, ever people. And you too, you are told that all, all, all non ever are, uh, what was the word? That's the name. I'm trying to, there's a word they say in ever. Anybody will help me? Huh? No, no, there's a word, there's a word, there's a word. Huh? No, no, no. None ever, they have a name, they call them. They have a name. But they don't say it, it's okay. And you are in church. And I'm preaching the word. And we are saying, if anyone is in Christ, a new creation, say, what new creation? That new creation doesn't apply to marriage. When it comes to marriage, 
Ashantis are Ashantis, Achims are Achims, Ewes are Ewes, Francis are Francis, and you know all history of all families, and you are sitting with all kinds of, so your chances are even limited. No wonder you are still single. Somebody came to you, the person from Voter Region, hey! Not now, hey! Kumasi, ow! Am I putting your church right now? It's a problem! Your club is, it's a problem! You know, listen, we don't preach culture, we preach the gospel. Your club is going to have, it's a gospel, not a culture, it's a mind. The mind is so powerful, if it doesn't get renewed, it can stop God's word over your destiny. Can you believe that Peter was freed? He was in prison. An angel came and freed him, released him, broke the chains, hands, leg, freed him. And yet Peter was still lying there. Freed, but the mind could not apprehend what happened in the spirit. And many of you, what God has done in the spirit, your mind can't process it. So what the Bible did, and the angel smote him. That word smote me, he slapped him. He booted him. He said, Peter, hey, don't you see what God has done? And some of you have to be booted, slapped, kicked into thinking because I came out with the word of God to change you, to kick you, to jumpstart you, to activate you, to embrace what God, anybody clapping your hand and embracing what God has done. You're clapping, he's sick in the building. Come on, go! The mind jumpstart you, revive you, kick you, activate you, stir you up. He's Nigerian and so what? He's from Kenya, he's from Ghana and so what? He's American and so what? Let God's will be done in your life. You're clapping and sick in the building right now. You can do better than you are doing empowerment. You can add a shout to your clap right now. Can add a skin to your clap right now. Come on, say yes. Mindsets. Mindsets. Say, Father. Help my African mind. So I bind every African spirit. I bind every African culture. Say, Father, anything anti the gospel. Say, break, 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 break. Say, break. You're clapping and singing up in it. Come on, go. 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 As a man thinking in his heart, so is he. You are not different from your thoughts. If you want your life change, change your thinking. And by the way, there's an aspect of the mind that deals with imagination. I love that one. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, the Bible says, Ephesians 3 and 20, the Bible says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to the power that is at work within us. I love that one. I love that one. Now to him who is what? Able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. So it is your level of imagination that God will exceed. God can only exceed what you imagine. So if you imagine low things, God will exceed it. But I'm thinking, I'm imagining powerful things. And as I stand here, I see class arena, I see hospitals, I see schools, I see entertainment, I see lifestyle, I see tech, I see revival, I see families, I see a ground and a home for all people around the globe. Can I get a clap in the house one? Can you see and imagine what I imagine? Your mindset must be renewed. I see well. I imagine bigger things. Tell somebody, you tell somebody every negative thoughts. Say, come out of you right now. Say, from today, see well. 
Say what I'm praying for, I am expecting it. So I'm praying for things to be good and expect things to be good. You cannot pray for Ghana to be good and not expect Ghana to be good. Ghana is good, Ghana will be good, and Ghana is getting better and better. Your clapping is sick. I don't care what the politician said, I don't care what anybody says. I care about what God said for whose report shall we believe? We shall believe in the report of the Lord. This is our hope. It's our land, it's our nation, it's our people. We stand here on the authority of the word of God that the Bible says, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not, cannot, shall not, must not stand the church. And because the church is in this nation, our nation is saved and delivered and blessed. Can I get a thunderous club of anybody that believe in the one of our concerning our nation? you think that if God gives you a word there will not be enemies there will not be attack there will be all kinds of things but God's word will be true imagination tell somebody I see great things my God it's the imaginations you know, what, you know what that means so when you stand before Goliath you imagine Goliath fall because if I'm going to look at you and Goliath <laughs> Hey, it don't work, but I see God's hand pushing Goliath down, destroying Goliath. Look at me in my own personal. There, there are places I've been to, and I said, God, I want this. And where I physically was at that time, and what I was asking God for, if I told any consultant, they'll say, Gideon, I think we have to check your psychiatric check and check whether you are getting um, something. Because what you are saying doesn't make sense, but I imagine it, I believe it. I enforce it. I decree it. I declare it. For that's a decree a thing. And it shall be. Oh, you're clapping. Oh, you're clapping. Oh, you're clapping. Can you imagine good things right now? Come on, tell us. It is well. It is well. Say, God will do it. God will shift it. God will turn it. God will bless it. Can I get a clap in the house right now? If we believe the power of godly imagination, say yes. I finish with this. Last one. Self-image. The last reason why many people don't see manifestation of prophecy is because of self-image. This is when you measure what God has said, but what by how you see yourself. Prophecy, hear me. Prophecies are generally beyond you, generally beyond who you are or what you have. Prophecies are generally beyond who you are right now. Or what you have. It's important that you see God from that aspect. Otherwise, your insecurity, your inferiority complex, your low self-esteem can stop what God is saying. If God says, I am blessed, no matter what imagination or image of myself I see, I am blessed. I need a clap in the house right now. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Self image. How do you see yourself today? Who has told you something? What mirror? From what mirror are you looking at your life? The mirror of your tattered cloth? The mirror of your bad medical reports? The mirror of the comments of your professor in school? 
It's what somebody said to you. No, I see myself in the mirror of God's word. In the mirror of God's in the mirror of the faithful we see was promised and he will do it. The devil is God is not a man that he should lie. Neither a son of man should pray. Has he said it and he will do it. Can I preach to a church right now? I feel like blessing somebody today. Oh goodness, you're clapping. You're clapping. Self-image. Every prophecy that God gives you is generally beyond who you are, where you are, and what you have. If God gave you a word and it's all within what you can do easily, it may not be from God. Maybe just a logic word. God's word must stretch you. So when God brings us to this place called Prayer Factory, the building must be bigger than us so we can feel it. The faith is to feel it. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. Oh, you're not clapping your hands well. Every word that God gives you must be bigger than you, stronger than you, mightier than what you have. Said, Joseph, oh yeah, God must tell you that, Gideon, I'm giving you a, a ministry. I'm like, God, can I do it? Look at me. I'm, my, I'm the poorest in Manasseh. I got nothing. God said, you will do it. So when you get there, you will know that this is the doing of the Lord and it's marvelous in our side. How else will God get the glory if I could figure it all out? You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. Self-image. And oftentimes people look at themselves and they doubt God's word. They look at themselves and they belittle themselves and they, don't, they are not able to rise to the occasion to see the manifestation. Self-image. Because you don't keep your thing, God doesn't keep his word. Because you know there's no money in your account and still gave a check. You know there's no money in your account and still gave a check. And you know it's going to bounce. And you think that's how God is. That's not God. He doesn't give bounce check. If he gives you a check, even if there's no money, he can create money. Peter said, we have told all night. He said, launch again to the deep. and faith. I want to believe that when he says, go to the river near you and take a hook. The first you catch, there's gold. I've never seen fish with gold, though. But when he spoke, his word has created power. As soon as he said this, gold came from Obuase. And he shipped to Israel and entered the mouth of a fish. Because he created everything. He can move things around. Look at me. Look at me. You want to, you want to believe the God that can move things around? <laughs> he can move somebody and bring you there. He can, he can, he can. He can, he can. And I declare over your destiny today. I imagine God do wonderful things, powerful. Can I get a clap in the God that can just move things around? Say yes. So numbers. The, 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 the spies brought a report. Now they departed and came to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel. In the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh, they brought back a word to them, to all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. Oh my God. They took them, him, and, and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It's, it truly, it truly flows with milk and honey, and this, the fruit of it. So, they went to the land, and they saw the word, the word that God gave them. They saw it when they got there. How can you see all that God has done in your life, and believe one and doubt one? I don't know for you. I, I don't even get it. You've seen God 
start a church with about, about, about 30 people, 40 people that day from nowhere at behind the cell at a chimota, like a joke, like a joke, like a crack, 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 God driving, 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 I brought a prayer factory and I'm doubting a crash as possible. What are you talking about? That's, that's, you, you know something, you know, because, you know something, the reason why God has given you memory, memory that God gives not to rehearse but is to rehearse good things and they overcame him by the blood of the lamp and the words of their tears. You have to go back to memory lane and remember that once upon a time you were at the back of the desert fighting lions and bear and God came through for you and the same God that delivered from the mouth of lion and bear will deliver from Goliath. If he did it before he will do it again and again and again. You're clapping he's sick in the building. Come on go! So, 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 so they gave one report and they brought a second report. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. You see, low self-esteem, inferiority complex, insecurity. When we look at where we, are, where, where we have come from, eh, is God has given us boldness. So, so you pray for me because my faith is not your faith. I've come from far. And the God has brought us this far. My goodness. Are you with me at all? I believe God a zillion, trillion over percent. Because, because I've seen God transition, transition, reinvent, 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 reinvent my whole story. And there's nothing I doubt. God can do just anything. You're clapping in the second house. He can do anything. 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 Don't measure somebody just by where they are measured from where they have come from. Nevertheless, the people that dwell in the land are strong. Cities fortified, very large. Moreover, we saw <laughs> imagination, inferiority complex here. <laughs> we saw what, did, what are, we saw. The descent of Anak. There. They were so there. Next verse. The, the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south and Hittites and and Amorites dwell in the mountain and the Canaanite by the sea along the banks of Jordan. See pictures, pictures in the mind. Caleb, then Caleb, quieted the people. Before Moses said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are able to overcome it. We've been to Jericho, we'll do it again. We saw evidence of the fruit. It flows with and we've seen it. He will do it again. The God, the God that said one part will do the other part. But the men who have the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they are spied out. Saying the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants and other people who, with whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Watch this. They are giving conflicting reports. You see, lots of image will have you embarrass yourself if you critically listen to what you're saying. He said the land is a land that eats its inhabitants, but there are giants there. So if there are giants there, then it truly doesn't eat its inhabitants. Why, why is the land not eating a giant? If there are men of great stature there, if you have been able to rise enough to become men of great stature, then the land can eat everybody. Are you doing at all? Are you doing at all? And if you are saying that the people that are there, they are stronger than us, then why is the land eating them? The land is eating them, and they are stronger. If the land can eat their people, then how, why did they, they can kill us? People who are already being eaten. It is lost self-image. The enemy can make you look at yourself 
I'm Ghanaian. I'm from Ghana. Can make you see things and block what God is saying. My prayer for you is that God will open your eyes to see all the possibilities in God and trust God that He's faithful who has brought you this far and He will do your clapping. Come on, rise you of your clapping. Tell somebody, God will do it. We step up and say, 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 He's doing it today. Say, watch God do it. Watch God do it. Watch God do it. We step out and tell us he will do it again and again and again and again. Come on, clap your hands. Give God a praise in the house right now. Come on, go.